Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. How many ready for the Word of God this morning? All right. So I've been on a series that has been life-changing. How many have been a part of this series that I've been doing? Come on. Man, you know, you know, I thought about something. We're in part four of the series, and I haven't even got to the prayer yet. I just, we just been breaking down two or three words in one sentence. There's only two verses in, uh, in the book of, of Chronicles about Jabez. Now, uh, for those of you who have not been part of the series, I'm going to give you a very quick review. I give review every week, but I'm not going to give an exhaustive review because, honestly, if you haven't been here by now, you just missed out. You know, if you don't know this by now. You may never, ever. No, you will know it. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. So this is week four, and for those, just to review, then I'm going to uh, go to First Chronicles, and I do this every week, but today, now there's, again, you have, for those who have not been here, the quick review is this, and I'm going to only review uh, the history and then last week. Those of you who are not here, you need to see this. The first Chronicles, and I say this with all respect, is one of the most boring books to read First, uh, when it comes to chapter 1 to verse 9. If you don't believe me, crack open your Bible now for a few minutes and try reading just one chapter of First Chronicles chapter 1, chapter 2. It's this person begot that person begot this person and this person and, uh, you know, and, and Smith and, and La Capra and this and, and you know. All these names and just the, the writer, all he's doing is, yes, Lord, I'm going to chronicle every family by their last name and their kids. And I'm just going to do it because you told me to. And then all of a sudden in chapter 4, the historian and the writer says, wait a minute. You, I'm going to break form here. Seriously, I'm going to break form this monotony. And I'm going to speak just two verses on this man because according to the chronicle, he must have viewed his life. He must have seen Jabez's life or heard by the Spirit of God. Listen, talk about him for two verses for a little bit. Because his, his life was highlighted because, in my opinion, there were so many principles that you and I could see through Revelation. We're in week four, and we talked about honor because the Bible says he opened up his mouth. He says, now, now Jabez was more honorable than all his brothers. Look at First Chronicles chapter 4. We'll read it together, right, 9 and 10. And then I'm going to do the review of last week, just two points of last week. Then we're going to get into something I've never preached before. And I need you to buckle your seatbelts because it's not what you think. It's, um, it's, it's um, us Westerners, we don't know what certain words of the Bible mean. And we have twisted it uh, to mean one little thing. And we're scared to do something or to say something that the Bible says because Western world has turned it into yuckiness. Even uh, Western church has turned it into like something that's not good. But I'm going to, my goal today is after you leave this service, you're going to say, I want to be blessed by God and it's okay to be blessed by God. And you're going to have a new definition. We're going to redefine. The, it's not really redefining. It's in the Bible. But unfortunately, we have to redefine in our American mindset what the word blessing means in the Scripture. Amen? So let's look at this together. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And that is verse 9. Okay? Now, we did a whole series on the spirit of honor. If you remember that. If you haven't seen get that, get the, the podcast. It's life-changing. 
How you walk in the spirit of honor will determine what you receive from God and from people. That is, uh, again, that is uh, three weeks ago. And watch this. And his, bro- and his mother called his name Jabez, meaning pain, because I bore him in pain. And it was so deep, that one little sentence that we took two weeks to talk about the need of our uh, identifying our godly identity. And this altar was filled with people getting delivered by the Holy Spirit. By because we have adopted a false identity in our lives, and we realized that we had to talk about identity because Jabez had to know who he was in order to break out of the labels that were put on his life. We are sometimes victims of of, of other people's pain. And last week we talked about exposing performance-driven Christianity. And what is performance Christian Christianity, what I like to call it, is when we try to perform or work harder in order to achieve some sort of affirmation from someone. When we try to perform harder or work harder, hear me now, that was last week, it brought a lot of healing, in order to get some sort of affirmation, say affirmation, because at the heart of an, a performance-driven person, hear me now very carefully, deep in the heart of a performance-driven person is a root of rejection that they're somehow trying to find and heal or, I didn't say this last week, but I need you to hear this, or some sort of root of comparison that someone has put on your life, which leads to a root of rejection. What do I mean by root of comparison? I wish you were like this person. Why don't you come out like this person? Or why didn't you do like this person? Or, or um, you're, you're, you're comparing yourself of how society says you should be. So many Christians have this performance-driven identity, and that performance-driven identity is actually birthed from social media and how they think that you should walk and look and talk. So with someone that's anointed has, has skinny jeans and, and holes on it, now everyone's trying to be anointed by, by, by uh, dressing like that. I will never wear skinny jeans, glory to God. I can't wear them anyways, but I will never do that. So, so performance-driven brought a lot of healing. Now, now, remember, we're in part four. We haven't even got to, to this part. Now, this is the part that we're going to harp on. I'm going to read all of it, but I'm not going to get to all of it. Now watch this, uh, verse 10. So remember, honor, identity. Now look at verse 10. Then Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Say that with me. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let me pause and say that. Some of us have a hard time saying that, but not at the end of this sermon, I hope. Because we have adopted a false humility about asking God to bless us. And I was one of them. And the more I read the scripture, I realize it's because I believe that blessing was one avenue of something and not everything. So, so I found that the, Bib- the Bible characters knew what they were asking when they asked God for a blessing. Americans mostly don't know what they're asking when they ask God to bless you. Or when they describe blessings uh, or the blessings of God to, to someone, which is great, by the way. What? Let's be honest now. Let's take off the religious cap. When we describe, I'm about to get blessed, what is mostly what we're thinking about? Oh, I need, I need to get blessed. We're, needing, we're mostly what? Money or some sort of promotion or open door. By the way, that is still the blessing of God. 
but we have limited the entire blessing of God to monetary promotion, open doors, money, and so that unfortunately throughout the years in the Western culture, people, uh, preachers have taken that reality, which is true, and it's so sad because our culture has dimmed down or dulled down the true definition of a biblical word. And now we're scared to say, or, or we feel like we're arrogant if we pray such a thing. You know, I was in, the, I was in my office and I heard this phrase. This is uh, like, like fresh, it's not even in my notes. What if Jabez would come out? I'm going to say something that's just little, just hear me. I'm not attacking anybody. But could you imagine, even in the prayer movement, when we were, when we were like learning in the prayer movement and just learning how to get connected back with God, what if Jabez like was born in that and he had the audacity to say, Lord, bless me. No, 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 brother. You're a little off. You don't understand. It's not about you. It's about God. But Jabez knew that. I think that we think that if God or if someone says, God bless me, I need you to enlarge my territory. I need you to bless me. That we subliminally say, that person's arrogant. You don't need to talk. Brother, you don't need to ask God to bless you. You just need more of him. Well, then why? And that's true. But why in the New Testament would Paul say, earnestly desire spiritual gifts? Well, he, he said earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Then what is the Bible really saying in these Bible characters when they say, God, bless me. God, I need your blessing. I guarantee you that it wasn't only what we think. Come on, say amen. And so look at the first slide. I, Jabez established himself with the understanding, this is changing my life, okay, of the principle of honor and identity which then positioned himself to receive the blessings and the favor of God. I believe because, this is my belief, that because Jabez walked in honor, say honor, and he got healed from a false identity, watch this, he was in position, Enrique said this uh, um, this morning, watch this, to have confidence to pray such a bold prayer. Now that's the Old Testament before the blood, before the cross. We have a high priest that shed his blood so that now we could come boldly before the, the throne, Right? That's, 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 he's already paid for that. I love what Zizi said. He's, he, he's already carried the load for you. But how can someone boldly come to the Lord and say, Lord, come on, I need you to bless me. And I need you to bless me a lot. Because he said, indeed. <laughs> Lord, bless me and bless me not just one day. Bless me a lot. Now, now don't tune in because some of you are going to say, oh, there he goes again. You know, he's changing his theology. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen. I haven't changed anything. My eyes are open to what a blessing is. If what, if, if someone said to you, what is a blessing? What would you say? Now, without studying the scripture, of course, if someone says, God wants to bless you. Honey, promotion is coming. Open doors. And that is a form of blessing. Please don't get that. But we have limited it to only that. I'm going to take you on a journey this morning. We're going to read a lot of scriptures. Take, so you take notes. If you like scripture and you're going to, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove that what we have thought blessing is, is so, we're limiting the power of the word blessing when we only limit it to financial gain. And let me tell you, some of you are going to be blessed financially. 
by the Lord because he's honoring your faithfulness. But if that's all you think a blessing is, my friends, we are missing it. Do you think that Jabez said, oh, I want a lot of money. Bless me. I need promotion. Do you think that that's why he said what he said? I'm going to share something for you because I believe Jabez developed enough confidence to come boldly. But I'm not, listen, this is part four, and I could actually go a whole sermon without even touching his prayer because uh, these two verses are so deep. Let's not forget that the chronicler highlighted Jabez's prayer life. Come on, come on. Listen, if you want to grow in the kingdom of God and if you want to grow in the supernatural power of God, you and I must have a prayer culture privately and a prayer culture publicly. Corporately, we cannot have the power of God without a prayer culture. The chronicler looked at Jabez and he actually highlighted his prayer life. So he must have been a man of prayer. He must have met a man that prayed because it got the attention of the historian who was writing it. This boy could pray. I've never seen anybody pray like that. And I want to highlight what he prayed just to blow your mind. He didn't say, Lord, if it's your will, I'm so down. I'm just going to be, everyone's talking about me. If you can only understand, Lord, if you could just please avenge my enemies. He opened his mouth and said, oh, Lord, that you would bless me. But the, the, the historian highlighted prayer. Like, listen, I've seen a lot of churches that, that are exploding with people, but they're not exploding with power. Come on, somebody. I've seen, I've seen churches that are overflowing with people, but not overflowing with the Spirit. Why? Because you need a prayer culture in the ministry and in the church to explode. I thank God for the watchmen on the wall in this church. Come on. I thank God for the intercessors that are praying for this church, that are praying for me. Why? Because we need these watchmen on the wall to have a successful ministry. The prayer culture is what opens the door for the culture of the miraculous and the power of God. In every church. I've seen, again, I've seen churches that they're really powerful, but they lack a prayer culture. All you intercessors, you are needed. You are valued. I need you personally, and I need you corporately. Right? Why? Because those who have a burden for intercession, and they, fi- and they come, and I heard Tuesday, I couldn't come out because I was in so much great pain. I was in horrific pain, so I couldn't come Tuesday. But, man, I'd heard that these guys prayed the house down. Let me tell you, the Bible says when they prayed, the building was shaken. It didn't say when they were preaching, when they were having good events. I love that. He says when they prayed, the building shook. And then the Bible says, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. How? After prayer set the place on fire. My point is, I could go on a whole sermon talking about his prayer, just the, the, the fact that we need a prayer life. But I wanted to highlight that. But I, what I really want to highlight today is the word blessed or blessing. All right? And I want you to take notes because in the Hebrew, uh, the, the word blessed is not what we think is blessed. Uh, in, the, in the Hebrew, uh, it means a, a couple things. It means Humbly to receive the virtue of God, that means blessed by God, the qualities of God, come on somebody, to receive the affirmation of God, the attributes of God, the strength of God, listen, and the favor of God upon an individual. 
Now, I want you to see something. I want you to see the blessing of God from a different standpoint right now, okay? When, when, when Jabez said, oh, that you would bless me indeed, I want to show you what I think it encompassed. Because imagine this, the hand, a big hand of God is the blessing of God. One branch of it is financial blessing. But there's so many other branches that he desires to bless you in, in the form of the favor of God. The favor of God encompasses the blessings of God for your life. In other words, if you are called to be blessed, then you're called to have the favor of God on your life. Watch this. If you're asking God to bless you, in essence, what you're saying, put that slide up. In essence, the blessing of God is the favor of God upon your life. Now listen, you got to hear me now. you got to hear this because you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to get anything else. Let me ask you this. Does the favor of God on your life, how many have experienced the favor of God in your life in a tangible way? Okay. Sometimes the favor of God means that you're noticed in your job more than others. Sometimes the favor of God is not giving you a ticket. Sometimes the favor of God is giving you a promotion. Come on, say amen. Sometimes the favor of God, what I'm going to show you in Scripture, is many different things. And us Westerners have uh, almost diluted that. But Jabez, everybody say Jabez. He knew a secret about God's blessings that we don't. I said he knew a secret about God's blessings that we don't. Look at this. Look at this slide. Jabez knew that the Lord's blessings meant receiving great favor in every area of his life. Now, how many want favor in every area of your life? How many are honestly a little afraid to even admit that you want favor from God? Right? Because we grew up almost having this false humility that we have to always live uh, um, beneath. We have to live in poverty. Let me tell you, the Bible says blessed are the poor in spirit, not just those who are poor. Because I've seen a lot of poor people and they don't look blessed. But you could be poor and be blessed. It's all about how you view the Lord's favor over your life. You may not have a lot of money, but you may have a lot of influence. Come on, somebody. You may have a lot of influence, and you may say, well, my influence doesn't match my income. Where does it say that your income has to be big so your influence could be big? Your influence could touch the world, and you could be living in a 500-square-foot home. Apartment, yet through your preaching and technology and serving, you can affect the world. That's the favor of God. Now, now watch this. I want you to think of when of the of the blessing of God as the favor of God. Now, I'm gonna now, now. What is the favor of God? I'm going to I'm going to read this to you. The favor of God in Hebrew means it's R A S O N, rason. Okay which means to delight in someone, this is the favor of God, profusely or take great pleasure in someone. To delight in someone or take great pleasure. So when God chooses to bring favor to you and I is because there is a moment that he is causing great pleasure. Uh, it brings him great pleasure to give you favor. But it's usually for a specific season and a specific purpose. Remember this. 
If you don't get anything from the favor of God is not for you to say, ha look at all this. Look at all this. No, no, no. The favor of God is for a specific season and a specific purpose, and it usually affects everyone around you. Come on. It affects every, So when, when Jabez said, Lord, bless me indeed, what was he really saying? I believe he was saying, let me get to a place where favor is all around me. I need your favor. I'm drowning out here, and I need the favor of God to touch me in many ways is the blessing. I'm going to go through a journey today, because I, and I'm only giving you a fraction, okay, a fraction, which means I, I looked up many places in Scripture where it has the word blessing. Specifically, the Lord will bless you with this. And can I just say, uh, this is, again, this is, this is not going to go well with some, people, some traditionalists, but but. Almost every time that I saw the word, and you will be blessed with this, or God will bless you with that, or God bless you, hardly ever did it mean what we think it means in the Western world. And God was very specific what those blessings meant. Come on, say amen. Yes, we need money, but we need peace of mind. And I'm going to tell you in Scripture that God actually blesses people with, with, with peace. In other words, his definition of blessing you is giving you more peace. You say, where is that scripture? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you in just a couple minutes. I'm going to bless this individual. Yes, God told me he's going to bless me. You need peace right now because you're about to lose your mind. I'm going to bless you with peace. See, we've got the wrong. When, when, when Javis said, Lord, bless me indeed, we had no idea what he was going through. He must have been in a place of anxiety. He said, Lord, I need your favor and blessing. Everyone hates me. Could you cause, cause them to like me for a season? What? What? You, you think that scripture? When your mind is fixed on the Lord, even your enemies will be at peace with you. When your ways please the Lord, even your enemies. That's the favor and the blessing of God. Don't you think you need a blessing from people who are backstabbing you and, and because of your righteousness, because of your faith, and they're talking behind your back because now you're a Christian and all your coworkers are saying, oh, she don't curse anymore. She don't go drinking anymore. And all of a sudden, without you changing anything, you're just standing firm, and all of a sudden you walk in the room and people start liking you because somehow they got convicted of what they were saying about you. Watch this, Psalm chapter 5. Look at this, Psalm chapter 5. Here is the blessing of God, and I want, I want you to see very closely what the, Bible, what the Lord describes a blessing is. Not one of the blessings. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? I want you to change the way you think about blessing. I got a call from one of my spiritual daughters this past week, and she was so excited because she wanted to share a blessing. We need to get excited when God blesses us. We need to start sharing it with people. I rejoiced in her blessing. Why? Because she did nothing. All she did was be consistent. Be consistent. God, listen, you can't buy the favor of God, but you could attract the favor of God. By obedience and humility and honor. Okay? Now watch this. Watch this. Look at Psalm chapter 5, verse 11 through 12. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Watch this. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those who also love your name be joyful. Okay, that's you, right, in this room? You love the Lord. Now watch this next verse. Watch this. 
For you, O Lord. Everybody say, we'll bless. Because see that word bless? Okay. We'll bless the righteous with what? Come on. Come on. With what? I can't hear you. You will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as a shield. Glory to God. Glory to God. You could, you could not want it. Give me that. And I'll have the favor left, right, back. A force shield of favor. But who does he give it to? The righteous. He said the Lord will bless the righteous with what? Now remember, he used the word blessed. Favor. So this time, blessing comes in the form of favor. The favor of God opens doors that you can't open. The favor of God doesn't make sense. The favor of God brings people like me to have a microphone instead of some of you that are more qualified than me. You say, but, but, but I, I could run circles around me. You probably could. But God gave me this. I don't deserve this. It's the favor of God. But there are some prerequisites that I did. You know, it's, it's stay standing during persecution, during pain, quick obedience, and stay humble. Honor people. Honor God. God will bless you with favor. I, de- I stand before you and say I am blessed. Am I overflowing with money? No, but I am blessed. Will that day come? Hopefully, but I'm content because I'm not waiting for a certain amount of money to be happy. The blessings of the Lord does not only come when you achieve a certain financial goal. The blessings of the Lord is you have favor as a shield. The righteous, come on, say the righteous, will have favor as a shield. You know what that tells me? It's a defense system from the attacks of the enemy. A shield doesn't attack. It defends from darts. So the favor of God in your life, somebody better shout up in here. The favor of God in your life, if you're walking in holiness, it will shield you from the darts of the enemy. And you say, where's the promotion? And God says, the blessing is already there because you don't see the darts that have been coming at you. And the favor of God is blocking it for you. And you're complaining because you're looking for something else. And God says, I've been shielding you from day one. I've been shielding you since day one. I don't see the blessings of God. Open your eyes. That car should have hit you. That plane should have gone. That person should have knocked you out. That, 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 that incident should have made you a, a, a bankrupt and not even come back again. And you're still standing. It's the favor of God. is a shield upon your life. Oh, man. The biblical characters knew what they were asking when they asked God for a blessing. The American church, not this church, by the end of this message, only thinks blessing is a promotion or a Holy Ghost handshake. You know those Holy Ghost handshakes, right? Uh, Holy Ghost handshake, how you doing, brother? How you doing? And you're like, oh, thank you, Father. You know, it's like $50 bill, right, <laughs> or $100 bill, and you're like, and, and, and what do you do? You're like, And you tell your wife, God bless me. Yes, that is a form of blessing. Praise God. God saw you and you needed some financial help or you needed some cash money. But guess what? It's not just a Holy Ghost handshake. It's the favor that surrounds you with a shield. And it protects you. And it gives you peace. 
I'm going to give you all these scriptures so you know. Listen, the Lord's blessing. There's, oh, sorry, let me put this. The, the, put this slide up. The many, there are many different ways. You can take a picture. That God blesses people and many different factors that release the Lord's blessing on people. Read that carefully. I'm going to read that again. There are many different ways, say ways, that God blesses people and many different factors that release the Lord's blessing. Right? Now we're going to go back to back to this next slide because this is so important for you to understand. I'm going to give you about five or six examples of, of, of phrases that the Bible says bless and what it means so that we could contend for the fullness of God's blessing on our life. Whew. The Lord's blessings do not only touch and affect us, but it touches and affects those around us. Here's why you need to be blessed. Because God knows that there's someone around you that's not fully walking with God. And they're not fully walking in the things of God or they don't understand the, the things of God. But when you get blessed by God, it will affect people around you. And you know what the Bible says? A principle. Now, this is, I believe there's still a principle here uh, 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 in the New Testament. You have to have a balance for it. But there's a principle. Look at what God said to Abraham. Remember what God told Abraham in Genesis 12? It's going to be up there. Remember, remember. Look, 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 guys. Look, guys. I'm going to give you an example. Remember what God said to Abraham. I'm going to use a lot of the word blessed so you understand biblically what the blessing of God is. Look at what he says. Genesis 12, verse 2 through 3. Watch this. God said, I will make your name great, a great nation. I will what? Bless you and make you great. What? That's just arrogance. God doesn't want us to be great. Where in the Bible does it say he doesn't want us to be great? He doesn't want us to have the motive of pride to be great. But God wants us to be great, listen, in the sight of the Lord. See, someone, you can't say amen to that. I don't know, I don't know about that, but uh, I don't know if he wants us to be great. What does, he, what does he want you to be then? He doesn't want you to be great? I will bless you and make your name great. Watch this. Now watch. Watch this, watch this. And you shall be a blessing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The blessing is not just for you. He's like, I'm going to bless you with these open doors. I'm going to bless you with favor. Listen, when you get that building, George, you better open it up to people that need it. You better, because it's not just for you. You better open up to other pastors. When I got this building and God blessed me, I said to certain pastors, I won't say their name, I said, whenever you need space, for your ministry, you come in here and we will not charge you because the Lord gave me this. And they looked at me like, are you serious? I said, I'm serious. Just talk to me. I'll set it up with our secretary. If you need this building for not so much for a conference because it costs that, but for like a prayer meeting or for a, a meeting with other pastors, I opened this up for years to pastor friends of mine. Why? Because I'm in a position of favor and now it's my turn to give back. The Lord says to Abraham, watch this, I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing. Now watch this, Here, here's, the, here's a great part. And I will bless those who bless you. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bless those who bless you. It's a principle. Listen, 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 listen. When I was first in my, uh, in my house uh, about 20 years ago, same house I'm living in now, right, I remember I, I was a youth pastor, and, and, the, and, the, and the daughter of the, of the neighbors there, there, she was young at that time, and she was getting, uh, getting really touched by the Lord in our youth meetings. So all of a sudden, I'm sleeping. <laughs> True story. I'm sleeping, right? And I, and I hear, 
like a lawnmower, and then it fades away. Then it gets, then it gets louder. I'm like, man, that's really close. What's going on here, right? I get out. My next-door neighbor at that time, he knew that his daughter was getting touched. He wasn't a believer. He believes in God, but he's not a churchgoer. He's not, he doesn't have a, a, a strong relationship with God. And all of a sudden, I see this man with his lawnmower sweating from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. He's going to his house and then keeps on going and starts cutting my grass. And I'm like, oh, man, he's going to think I'm this lazy guy because <laughs> I'm here sleeping. And he's drenched with sweat. So I go out there. I go, so, I'm not going to say his name. I go, I go, so-and-so, so-and-so. And he goes, what? I go, what are you doing? I go, you don't have to do this. I, I, I have somebody. And he stopped me. This is a person that doesn't know the Lord. He stopped me. I kid you not. He said, no. He goes, if I bless you. And he looks up. He goes, he will take care of me. I kid you not. I go, what? I go, you don't have to do that. He goes, no. I take care of you. He takes care of me. What did I do to deserve that? The blessing of God. It's the favor of God upon my life at that moment. And guess what? He did it for a whole year. And I felt so bad. I'm like, there he goes again sweating. Because he felt, he saw a biblical principle that most Christians don't see. I'm going to value and honor this man because I know I need a blessing from God. Now, that may not be how it works completely. I understand that. But his heart was pure when he said that. He said, I'm going to bless this guy because this guy's a man of God and my daughter's being changed. Do you guys remember? Listen, listen. Everybody say this. The blessing of God comes on my life so I could be a blessing to others. That's why God blesses you. I remember, how many of you remember the Brownsville Revival years ago? Brownsville Revival uh, in, in Pensacola. Oh, God, man. My, come on, guys. Where's my old timers? Come on. Come on. We're playing kickball today. We may lose a kickball. We got to win in, in knowledge. Come on now. Okay. All right. So the Browns, <laughs> some of them are cool. Like, the Brownsville Revival was uh, uh, the, one of the greatest revivals of our time. An Assemblies of God Church. It wasn't even a conference. An Assembly of God Church. You remember my brother Steve back there. And, and uh, this, this, this evangelist named Steve Hill came on Father's Day in 1995. And, I mean, that whole place got wrecked. For se- uh, several years, almost 2 million people came and got saved. Watch this. I'm going, to, I'm going somewhere there. From all over the world. This is before Internet. And then, of course, the starting of inter- the Internet age. But listen to me. Listen to me. When you are blessed, everyone else around you gets blessed. Why I say that? Because I remember driving there, and there was people like three, literally two hours before the service, a line three blocks down. I'm like, this is just a church. He's like, they're like, oh, no, you don't know what's happening here. Of course, I experienced the fire of God, the revival. I saw souls coming in, literally throwing a, 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 a drug paraphernalia on the stage. No one told them. They were just like. The, the conviction was so real. But guess what? Guess who prospered and who wasn't even saved that got prospered? All the hotels and all the restaurants and their, their businesses boomed all over for years. Why? Because people would fly from all over the world and they needed a place to eat and they needed a place to stay. And the report said that those businesses boomed. They didn't even serve the Lord. 
They didn't even were part of the Christian uh, uh, clique or the Christian community. But everywhere from a 25-mile radius, everything was up and up and up. Business was up. Why? Because there was a revival in a church service. That every day people will line up. Don't tell me a blessing is just for you. It will affect every person around you. I remember going there, and I was lost. And I remember going to the revival. And before I could open my mouth, I was like 30 miles away. I went to this restaurant. Excuse me. They're like, are you looking for the revival? I'm telling you the truth. A restaurant, like, a restaurant hostess, like, are you looking for the revival? I'm like, yes. It's that way. You need to go that way. Uh, you need to keep going and just follow the signs. When the blessings of God hit, the world will come to see it. And they'll see it upon your life. Listen, they'll see it upon your life. The joy that's in your life, that's a blessing. You may not have a lot of money, but you're going to work happy all the time, and you're singing, and you're loving God, and you're like, how you doing, Cheryl? It's good, good to see you. And they're like, what's wrong with her? At first they may be upset at you. They may be a little mad at you. You know what I find? People that don't have joy get mad at people that do have joy. Why? Why is that? Because deep down inside they want joy. And they're like, I've done everything. And this girl right here, I know all hell's breaking loose. And how is it that she's shining and, and, and smiling all the time? The blessing of the Lord in the form of joy. You better thank God for joy because some of you have been depressed and you need joy. And you haven't seen joy in a long time and you've been battling depression. And just a glimpse of the fact that you could have joy is a testimony in and of itself. But I don't have money. But God's blessing you. You're not depressed. You see that biblical blessing is not only the Western way of thinking. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. Remember when I said the Lord blesses us with peace? I'm going to show you. The Lord blesses us with divine peace. Look at Psalm 29. verse. How many getting something this morning? Look at this. Look at, look at Psalm 29, verse 11. I want you to see this, guys. And I want you to read where it says the word bless. Everybody say bless. Come on, say bless. Say we're blessed in the city. Come on. We're blessed in the field. Come on. We're blessed when we come and when we go. Come on, you say it. Come on. Down every, come on, you old folks, come on, teach us, teach us, come on. For the devil is defeated, come on, shout. We are blessed, blessed. Okay, let me talk. Woo! Listen, listen, read this with me together. One, two, three. The Lord will give strength to his people. Now read this. The Lord will bless his people with what? Do you see? It's specific. The Lord will bless his people with what? Peace. In one, in one verse, it's favor. In one word, verse, is joy. But I want you to know that it's not just I give you peace or the Lord one day will give you. He says, I'm going to bless you with peace. So in God's mind, God, part of God's blessings for your life is to have peace. So when you say, I don't know if I'm blessed, just ask yourself, did you have problems maybe six months ago with anxiety? Did you have problems maybe a year ago with chronic depression? Did you have some problems with loneliness? And now you have the peace of God. Now those things don't bother you as much. You're blessed. 
God released a blessing without you even knowing it. So when Jabez said, oh, that you would bless me indeed, you know what I believe he's saying? I want the favor. I want the joy. I want the peace. And I want the promotion because I need it to live down here. I said I need it to live down here. If we didn't need God's blessings, why would people ask and pray for it? I don't need God's blessing. Well, try without it. Try without it, my brother, with your bad self. I don't need God's blessing. I'm going to stay humble. Okay, stay humble. But I'd rather be humble and blessed than humble and not blessed. Where the favor of God is on your life, where you're just being, you're just being uh, consistent, and all of a sudden you get promoted to a high-paying position because you've just been faithful. Or someone out of the blue calls you and says, hey, I don't know why, I don't know what you're going through, but I feel I need to release this word to you. And it's exactly what you've been praying God for a confirmation. Guess what? He just blessed you at that moment. A prophetic word is a blessing. Watch this. Sometimes, look at this, this is going to be good. Sometimes the blessings of God come right after a season of spiritual wrestling. Sometimes the blessing of God comes after God sees if you've been faithful during a testing season. Always remember this. There is a specific, and I mean specific, blessing your way, my way, to those who endure trials, persecution, and the wrestling with God. You say, oh, I, I, that's very cliche-ish. I'm going to prove it to you in one of the most famous scriptures of wrestling. When Jacob wrestled with God. I know that you know the story, but many of you don't know. Because I read it again, I go, I can't believe I missed this all my life. I can't believe that God specifically, after the blessing, actually said, I'm going to bless him here. Look at, look at it. Oh, man. You, you ain't, are, you guys, are you guys excited about this? It's time to get out of that mentality that you don't deserve God's blessing. And stop thinking God's blessing is only for this prosperity gospel out there. No, it's for you and me. It's the favor that surrounds you with a shield. It's promotion in your job. It's favor in your family. With your next door neighbors. Come on, somebody. What did I do to get my grass cut for a year? The favor of God. I'll just be honest. But you need to stay humble to maintain it. Humility maintains it and draws it. That's good right there. Humility maintains and draws the favor of God. The moment you get puffed up, remember Uzzah? Remember the Bible? He had a lot of favor. A lot of favor. Then he's like, hey, 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 look at all this. I'm king and I'm going to do the priest work and I don't care because I'm the king. He went into the temple, did what the priest was supposed to do, and he got angry and the priest was like, this ain't your job, king. We, we respect you, but this is for the Levites, and you're a Levite. And he's like, you little. While he was talking, the Bible said he broke out in leprosy, the king. So don't get prideful because the favor of God will leave you in a second, a hot minute. Watch this, watch this. Then Jacob was left alone. Come on, somebody. Look at verse 24. Ooh, I feel like preaching today. And a man wrestled with him. Notice that M is in capital. That's an angel of the Lord. Some say the Lord himself. The Lord wrestled with him. Listen to me. Come on, follow me. Don't get distracted because this is good stuff. Until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he, who's he? Everybody shout, who, who is that he? The Lord. You see the capital letter there, right? 
He's like, man, this guy is not leaving me alone. Luke 18, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The judge said, I don't fear God, I don't fear man, but I'm going to give this lady what she wants. That's in Luke 18, persistent, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Jacob kept coming, no, 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 my name means deceiver. You got to do something about this nature of mine. I'm tired of my old self. God said, okay, I'm going to wrestle some past, some things that people said about you. You're not a deceiver. What's your name? Watch this. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. I'm going to keep going. Where am I? <laughs> okay. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. He said, I will not let you go unless you bless. Wait, 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 wait. New meaning now. I will not let you go unless you. Was he asking for money at that moment? No. He said, I need to get blessed. There's some identity issues in me. I need to get set free. I need you to watch this. Bless. The word bless has been lost, but I'm redefining it this morning. Listen, I will not let you go. Jacob saying to God, unless you bless me. Watch this. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. So God said, the angel Lord said, what's your name? That's a, whole, that's a whole message right there. God, after the wrestling, will see if you get what he's trying to put in you. He's like, okay, I want you to see yourself like I see you. What's your name? Uh, Jacob. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Come on, keep going. Your name shall no longer be Jacob, the Lord says. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. Look at this, look at this. And Jacob asks, tell me your name, I pray. And the Lord says, why is it that you ask me about my name? Watch this. Everybody say this. And God blessed him there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. After the wrestling, God blessed him there. Where's there? In the place of surrender. In the, he blessed him there. What place? In the place of, I finally am surrendering to your will. I'm not going to fight it anymore. God says, I'm going to bless you there. After the wrestling. If you're in a wrestling season, if you yield properly and surrender properly and thank God, he's going to bless you there. Yes, it's been a struggle, but it's not going to always be a struggle. You're going to be blessed by the Lord for maintaining the course. Maintaining the course. Even my, my favorite scripture that I cry almost every time I, I, I read it. Every time. Because I think about my days and my end, life, my end of the days. Paul is about to get the guillotine on his head. He knew he was about to die. He goes, now, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Watch this. I have kept the faith. But watch. Watch. Now, therefore, lies a crown of righteousness for me. But not for me only, but for all those who love his appearing. He's saying there's a blessing coming for this suffering. There's a reward in heaven coming for this suffering. Yeah, I'm going to get martyred. But God is going to give me a crown of righteousness. This is why I do what I do. He envisioned Jesus saying, come here, son. Come here. You endured. Well done. No greater blessing than the Lord saying, come here. And he gives you a crown of righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Watch this. I missed this when I was, I, I missed this. We're going we're gonna to close soon, okay. The Lord has a specific blessing in store for those, are you ready, 
that walk in the fear of the Lord. We have lost the fear of the Lord in the church. But do you know that the Bible actually, I'm going to give you the scripture, blesses. Everybody say blesses. Those who walk in the fear of the Lord. See, you got to understand, redefine the word blessing. You want to overflow in God's blessings? These are some character traits that draw the favor and the blessings of God in your life. It's humility. It's, it's honor. It's, he gives you peace. But when you walk in the fear of the Lord, you know what the fear of the Lord is? It's to be terrified to be away from him. The fear of the Lord is not being scared to approach God. If it was, then he would not say, come boldly to the throne. The fear of God is a feeling of awe and respect and reverence that you're terrified to be away from God. The Bible says the love of God draws you, but the Bible says in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. Now watch this. Look at Psalm 115. I think the church needs to walk in the fear of the Lord again. And don't call the fear of the Lord legalism. Or a religious spirit. Oh, that's just religious. We have called the fear of the Lord religious and legalistic to get away with anything we want to do. Well, I'm just going to party it up. I'm a young adult. I could drink till I'm tipsy. God doesn't mind that. No, where's the fear of the Lord in the church? Well, it doesn't matter. God doesn't see. I'm going to repent later. He knows that I really love him. I just got 10% in me that just want just to commit adultery. And we have taken the great grace of God and we have not walked in the fear of the Lord. A lot of people and a lot of leaders, they, they hold true to God's standards. and Other people call them too strict or religious. But I'd rather be called religious for the sake of holiness than loose for the sake of freedom. I don't know what I'd said, but you could just repeat that, okay? <laughs> you, you just, I hope that made sense, you know, just... Look at, look at Psalm 115, verse 12 through 15. Look at this. It says, the Lord has been mindful of us. Watch this. Let's read the word together. He will, say it, bless us. Okay? Now, let's expand on this. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. God's not into blessings. Today, God's not into blessings. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless. It's his desire to bless you. How many of you have kids? I'm going to keep reading. How many of you have children? Come on. Does it, is it your deep desire to bless your children? Come on. Where do we get that from? If we're created in the image of God, it's because God desires to bless you. The very fact that you say, man, I can't wait to get home and get, see him that new bike that I gave him. And you'd be like, what? Whoa. I remember when I first got my first Atari, I mean, my first like, Nintendo 64. I was like, what? Oh, my God. And I re- remember returning to my, to my right, and my parents were like, you know why? Because God delights in blessing his people. Why we, we hold, to hold back a blessing is to hold back his desire for you. Mm, that's good. Imagine you're giving a gift to someone and, you, and you've prepared all your, like, your month, your savings to get it. And, and you give it to them and they're like, oh, that's, I, just, I, I, don't des- I don't deserve that. I can't, I can't take that. No, you will take that. It costs me money. I, no, I refuse. You guys are going through a whole lot. Can't do it. That's an insult to the one who gave. Watch this. The Lord has been mindful of us. He's blessed us. He will bless the house of Israel, bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord. What? Let's read it again. He, God, will bless, this is specific, 
This is not random. This is specific. Those who fear the Lord, both small and great. How many want the blessing of the Lord? Start walking in the true fear of the Lord that's anchored in the love of God. In other words, start looking at the little foxes uh, in your life that are spoiling the vineyard of love in your heart. Start looking at the little compromises that you're allowing, come on, in your, in your money, in your relationships, right, in your private time. That's just walking. That's, he's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for a change of heart. Look at this. May the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children, may you be blessed by the Lord. Again, I've never preached it like this. Who made heaven and earth. I'm almost done. The Bible says the Lord blesses us with every spiritual blessing in heaven and earth. That should have said a shout amen. Not some. Every. Ephesians 1, real quick. Put it up there. Ephesians 1. Look at what it says. It says, blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say it with me. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I need the worship team to come up, please. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I'm, what I'm about to say, I don't have time to expand because um, in August or October, I'm going to actually bring this for the first time to our scene in real great depth. I actually wrote a book on what I'm about to say. It hasn't been published yet. But when I was in Orlando House of Prayer, one of the things that I studied for years is the Beatitudes. Watch this. The, what, what many call the constitution of the kingdom is, is, is the Sermon on the Mount. Some call, some call it uh, Jesus' greatest sermon. Watch this. There's eight specific blessings. Eight specific blessings to those to the people who yield to certain realities. And that word blessed in the New Testament means happy and delightful. It says blessed. Listen, listen. I'm gonna, I, I don't have time to it. But Matthew chapter 5 says blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. And I have a teaching on that. I don't have time because I'll go like three hours, right? But I'll give you a hint. He's not talking about being blessed if someone dies and you mourn. Hear me now. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I know that sounds, just hear me. I did a lot of study on this. Because Satanists and people that, atheists and that don't want anything to do with God, they mourn their loved one. Does that mean that they're automatically blessed by God? Mourning is a response to your revelation of being poor in spirit and bankrupt of anything good in you other than the goodness of God. Being poor in spirit is, God, I am bankrupt of anything good in me, and I need you to cleanse me. That's poor in spirit, is, I, is knowing that you and I can't give anything good in and of ourselves. And then the mourning is because the reaction of being poor in spirit will produce repentance, which will open the windows of heaven. And I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. Watch this. And then it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Wait, wait. Do you see the word blessed? Blessed? Talking about blessed here. Oh, that you would bless me. It encompasses everything that I'm talking about. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What's the reward? What's the, what's the reward? They shall be filled. God says, you're blessed. You are blessed. This blows my mind. You and I are blessed. If we just simply hunger and thirst for righteousness, God says, they're, they're blessed. 
Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. God calls you blessed when you're merciful. Come on, say, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Come on, say, oh, that you would bless me indeed. One more time. Lord, that you would bless me indeed because I need it. Do you realize this whole message? I've hardly talked about the way that we have viewed blessing on purpose. I'm not discounting that by any means. But I will say this. We need more of the favor of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, walking in the fear of the Lord. We need to be more merciful than we do need money. Money will help us. We need, we need to, to strive to get promotion, break off that mentality of poverty so you can be blessed financially. God wants you to be that way. But he also wants you to be blessed in your stewardship. I'm going to say something real deep right now, real deep. Okay. Some people have been faithful givers, but they don't see a lot of increase. I'm going to go there. That's an elephant in the room, right? There's many factors that I won't get in here. One of them is the ground that you're sowing into. But the other ones is God also sees the way you steward your money. And if you can't, if he gives you a breakthrough and you squander it with uh, everything else other than the purposes of God for that, He's not going to trust you with more. And that's just a biblical principle. We only say, well, God is not blessing me and I've given. Well, how's your spending habits? Are you cheating and lying to the IRS and nobody knows it? Got quiet up in this Methodist church up in here. Are you withholding some stuff? But yet you're giving, you're giving, you're giving. I'm closing with this. One of the greatest prayers of blessings. Put that up there, that slide. One of the greatest prayers on blessings ever prayed in the Bible was actually initiated by God himself for us to pray for people. So imagine, that's like the teacher saying, hey, for this one moment, I'm going to give you the, the answer to how to pray and this script on how to pray is going to include the blessing I want from my people. But I want you to say it to them and say it that the Lord is saying it to them. That's like we say, hey, listen, I'm about to tell you how to pray, right? How to be blessed, right? Oh, great George. He is great. And he will bless. The Lord will bless you. And I'm teaching you how to pray that way. The Lord says, okay, here, here's how you're going to pray blessings over people. Every time we have a baby dedication, I, I pray this prayer over them. Look at Numbers chapter 6. I'm coming to a close. I should have worn my five more minutes shirt. And the Lord spoke to Moses. Come on, we all know this because God's going to, but listen, how many are, are want to be in a position for God to bless you? How many do you feel now it's okay to pray boldly for God to bless you? Don't be passive about it. Don't be passive about it. No, no, no. I'm teaching you scripture so it can open desire up in your heart to say, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm messed up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a candidate for that in the natural. But God blesses the righteous, meaning those who are saved. And you've asked for forgiveness. He sees you as righteous. 
Listen, if you're born again, you're not a sinner. You may struggle with sin, but that's not how God identifies you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus according to 1 Corinthians 5. Yes, you may struggle with sin, but he doesn't identify you as a sinner. Just like you don't, hopefully don't identify your kids by their problems. Oh, look at, look at failure today. Hey, failure, how you doing? You failed your class today, right? So I'm going to call you failure for now until you pass. Could you imagine that? Until you pass. Failure one, nope, failure two. We don't do that. God doesn't do that either. Here it is. Number six, here it is. Let's read it together. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, the Lord spoke to Moses. Speak to Aaron and his son saying, watch this. This is how I want you to bless the children of Israel. Say to them, here it is, the Lord bless you. Come on. The Lord keep you. Say that with me. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Woo, I feel the Lord. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel. Watch this. And I will bless them. I don't want God to bless me. It's all over the Bible. Throw away that theology. Throw it away. That's why I'm preaching this today. Because as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, I'm finding treasures of gold of what blessing really means in the Bible. Here's my theory. I can't prove it. Here's my theory. I'm closing with this. This was, this prayer was given many, many years. Okay? Uh, even before uh, Jabez. And so I assume that because he was part of these Hebrew traditions, and Hebrew, he would see Aaron and he, all these leaders every day and every night stretch his hands towards all the people before they went to bed. All right, everybody. This is, this is me doing it to you now. All right, RCC. I'm about to dismiss you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Might I feel the Holy Ghost. May he raise up his countenance upon you. And I did this every day and every night to you. I can imagine throughout the years, Jabez was like, hmm, why do these leaders always say the Lord bless you? The Lord keep you. I want to know what a blessing is. Lord, would you bless me indeed and expand my territory? I'm drowning down here and I need a blessing of the Lord. I need peace. I need favor from anxiety. I need the joy and peace that passes all understanding. Lord, I need you to bless me with your, with your freedom. I need you to bless me with your joy. I need you to bless me because I walk in the fear of the Lord. Let your hand be upon me. Expand my territory of influence for you, Lord. And I vow to give you the glory. Now watch this. And in Jabez, it says, and the Lord answered his prayer. We forget the very last words. And the Lord answered his prayer. Why don't we pray today that the Lord will answer your prayer? If you need a blessing from God, it may not come in, in money, but it may. But it requires humility. It requires obedience. Listen, and it requires you to maintain the course without giving up. Listen, those three things. If you want the favor of God in your life and the blessing of God, B, 
Be obedient to the Lord. Humble yourself and walk humbly with the Lord. Walk in the fear of God and keep showing up. Don't give up. I almost didn't make it today because the pain was so bad. And I had other people do the, do, do the meeting because I couldn't do it. Guess what? I'm here and I'm showing up. I'm showing up for you and I'm showing up for God. And, and one day that's why God is blessing us. God is blessing us in different ways. Come on, I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up right now. Come on. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on. Taste and see that the Lord, come on, is good. And he will bless you. Listen, listen, listen. Blessed is the man. Everybody say, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Look at me. Look at me. You're blessed if you trust God. How many people trust God? You know what he's saying? Blessed, blessed. How many fear God? Blessed. How many have joy? Blessed. Come on, say this with me. Lord, I need your blessing. That is far more than financial. Today, I ask for the blessing of God. And I'm a child of God. So I come to you boldly, saying I need to be blessed. I need to be blessed. Come on, fill in the blank. With peace, with favor, with joy. I need to walk in the fear of the Lord. So that even my bosses, when the man's way, please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace. Come on. Whatever it is, Lord, I release the blessing of God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I release the blessing of God. I release the blessing of God. Come on. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.